part two of our hidden in plain sight series that we started last sunday for easter sunday and so i want to encourage you if you have your bible to go ahead grab your bible i've got mine right here and uh if you if you don't have a physical bible download the U version app it's a really great app it's free has all sorts of translations in there created by a great church called life church and so i want to encourage you to download it if you have not done so already but today we're going to the book of psalms what book did i say book of psalms and we are looking at psalm 37 and i want to read uh, from verses 23 through 26 i believe there's some great things in there for us and that will bless our lives as we look at part two and so i want you to turn there and i want i want you to say i got it when you're there say i got it <laughs> i hear you i hear you right where you are praise the lord so listen psalm 37 verse 23 uh, to 26 it declares and says the steps of a man are established everybody say established they are established by the lord when he delights in his way though he fall my god he shall not be cast headlong or some translations say he will not be cast down for the lord upholds his hand and then david this is written by david uh, david declares and says i have been young and now am old yet i have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread or if you grew up like me here in this scripture or his seed it would say begging for bread he is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing so powerful let's bow our heads as we go before the lord god i thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to declare your word holy spirit i pray that you would fill me afresh i open myself to you use me for your glory open the hearts of every watcher every hearer of this word lord god let it saturate their hearts so that so much so god that their lives will be impacted and changed and while you're blessing us at serve city church god i pray for all of the churches around this region around the greater toronto area all of my friends all of our church family that's not just a part of serve city and remember everyone lord that is preaching your gospel across the nation of canada and across the nations of the world wherever your gospel is being preached oh god i pray that your power would move that lives would be impacted and changed for your glory so much so that people would ask what must i do to be saved and that they would be met with your life transforming power thank you so much in advance in jesus name let everybody say amen listen how many of you has this happened to you before have you ever been in a position where you know you have watched a movie and you'll go through the movie and you'll be done with the movie and just you know when you come out of the movie right and you go home and you're on the drive you know this has happened to me a number of times you talk talking to my wife and on the drive home my wife will be like hey babe yo did you see that part when x y and z happened and i'll be like nah fam what are you talking about where'd that happen and she'll be like you didn't see that did you notice that uh shirt that she was wearing in this section of the movie and i'll be like nah i didn't even see that or you'll go online after watching the movie and you'll be seeing people commenting and they'll be talking about parts of the movie or details of the movie that you're like 
yo, did we even watch the same movie, fam? Because it seems like there are things that you missed although you were watching the movie. And it's crazy because then you'll be like, nah, fam, okay, I got to get this thing. I got to get this movie when it comes out. Or some of you, if you're like me, if you really like the movie, you'll go back and watch it again. I'll never forget when Creed came out. I watched it once with the mandem. And then I went and I watched it with my father-in-law. And then I went and I watched it again on the TV when it came. I just loved that movie. Creed was so dope. It was the first one that came out. And then the thing is, it's like, some of you, if you're like me, you'll go back and you'll watch and you'll be like because you want to see what it is that you've missed and then when you go and you watch it again you're like oh you know for me the movie my favorite movie my wife and I my favorite our favorite movie of all times is and I, I don't know if you've ever seen this uh let me see some some hands up in the in the comment section or or you know if you've seen this movie or if you say if you've seen it say in the comments I've seen it if you have seen watch this slumdog millionaire listen fam yo that movie is incredible. Slumdog Millionaire is amazing, you know. If you have not seen it, you need to go and see that movie. I mean ridiculously amazing. I've watched that movie a million times. I'm probably going to go watch it right after this <laughs> with my wife because it is amazing. It is amazing. And, you know, that movie in particular, like watching it and then re-watching it, it's like, oh, man, I didn't even see that the first time. You know, how in the world did I miss that? You know, and that's just... For me, that movie is amazing, and it just reminds me about the fact that it's possible for you to be able to see something. It's possible for you to be able to watch something, even watch the same thing as other people and miss things that are often hidden in plain sight. They're right before your eyes. They're right in front of you, but you can miss it all along. That's why the Bible, I'm not trying to, you know, I feel the preach bus trying to creep up. I'm not ready to jump on yet but i just want to let you know that this is even the case with the word of god isn't it crazy for the bible readers if you're a bible reader out there uh, go ahead in the comments say i'm a bible reader i'm a bible reader but isn't it insane that you can read the same scripture or the same passage of scripture time and time again and then receive a different revelation you can see something in the text that you did not see before the bible is inexhaustible I believe that a preacher could take the same text and preach it 50 different ways and grab 50 different forms of revelation that can impact both my and your life, you know, because the Bible is just rich and it's potent with things that oftentimes are hidden in plain sight. I think it's just a powerful concept because that's the way that life is today. There are things that are in our lives. There are things that are in certain situations that God desires for us to be able to get out of them. Come on, COVID-19. Sometimes, however, they are hidden in plain sight. There are also things that are in our lives now that are meant to break or to destroy us. That are wicked machinations that are sent from the enemy to run roughshod. But the fact of the matter is that oftentimes we miss them because we, as we started by establishing this last week they are often hidden 
in plain sight. Somebody say hidden, hidden, hidden. They are hidden in plain sight. As I began to share with you last week around this concept, uh, the Bible makes it clear that if we lack wisdom that we can ask. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. And the Bible is more, even more explicit and it makes it clear that God does reveal secrets. So there are secrets that are in our lives today. There's treasure that is hidden in our lives, sometimes right in plain sight. There are things that are meant to destroy us that we can avoid and that we can guard ourselves again and we can against and we can prepare ourselves to be able to handle them. Come on, somebody. And God's desire in many cases is to reveal these things to us. If you keep your finger in the book of Psalms uh, and go with me to Daniel, Daniel, for those who are new to Bible, is just a few books forward, few books to your right. So move to the right a few more books and you'll get to Daniel. We're going to Daniel chapter 2 and we're getting to verse 22. So watch this. God doesn't just hide stuff in our lives or allow things to be hidden, but oftentimes he will allow us, watch this, to re-watch the movie in order to reveal to us things that he desires for us to see sometimes he will reveal things to us look at what Daniel declares of God so this is a theological fact theology is related to who God is and how he relates to mankind in summary in a in a short summary and so look at this look at what Daniel says in Daniel chapter 2 verse 22 in speaking of God he declares and says he reveals deep and hidden things he knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. Notice he says he reveals deep and hidden things. So now King Nebuchadnezzar, who was this Babylonian king at this time, he was having a dream and the people who were uh, that were a part of his system, right, that were not godly, were unable to reveal to him what these dreams, what this dream meant. And Daniel goes before the Lord because this is the thing. King Nebuchadnezzar is like, listen, fam, I'm not even going to tell y'all what the dream is. And if you cannot interpret it, I'm going to kill you. And so he calls all the wise men together and the sorcerers and the magicians and all the people them to give them the opportunity to be able to show and demonstrate the power that they're claiming to have. And Daniel, because he is operating in the spirit of God, this is a hidden thing, a hidden dream. And Daniel goes and tells the man them, he tells his friends, because he's not even out here trying to get the glory, right? And he goes and he seeks God and God reveals the dream to him. And not only is he, is he able to go and tell King Nebuchadnezzar what dream he had, which was hidden from them, but he also is able to give him the interpretation of that dream. And so Daniel praises God, and here in verse 22, he is declaring that it is God that reveals hidden things. And oh, trust me, there are some powerful stuff around this I'm not going to get into because I don't have the time in this part, but continue to watch uh, in the parts coming after right so he makes it clear that he is and this is a theological fact that God is someone God is able and he does reveal hidden things are you still with me all right and not, not only this 
uh, finger still in, in, in Psalm chapter 37. But look at the book of 1 Corinthians. I love stuff like this because we learn these things about God. That God reveals hidden things. That God, that God's desire is to give us revelation and understanding. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 through 9, the Bible declares and says, uh, Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. I want you to hear this because it's relevant to us right now. But he says, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Watch this. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For, it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, watch this. What no eyes have seen, nor ears have heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And see, this is powerful because here in the context, he's talking about the gospel and the fact that even the, the gospel is meant to set us up and prepare us for glory. That's why the Bible even makes it clear that the suffering of this present time in Romans 8.18 is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed to us, right? And will be revealed in us. And so the gospel, it's ultimately for our glorification. And that's what we look forward to in the days ahead. But the people that were contemporary to Jesus, that were walking with him, they did not understand it at that time. This is why they crucified him it's not wisdom of this earth but look at what the bible says in regards to this because we usually especially if you grew up hearing this scripture we usually say eye has not seen and ear has not heard neither has it entered into the hearts of men what god has prepared for those of us. and we will hear this and we'll quote it and we usually will declare it over situations and circumstances and things as it pertains to our future on this earth but Ultimately, he's talking about the wisdom that is contained in the mystery of the gospel. And although it is, and, and, and how mankind, how in general, we don't get this thing. It is hidden in plain sight. As I was telling you last week, even the disciples missed it. Even though they were walking with Jesus, they didn't get it fully. There were pieces that they understood, but there were some that they did not get. But notice what he says in regards to this. He says, although it says, what eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor heart of man imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. Look at what it says in verse 10. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything. Even, how many things? Everything. Even the depths of God. And so it's revealed to us. It is, it is revealed to us. We usually stop there and we declare it to say, oh, what God has prepared for you, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. We don't get it. And it's so, you know, it's so out there. It's so amazing. It's so beyond. And yes, it is amazing. Yes, it's wonderful. In the context, he's talking especially about the gospel and what will happen to those of us who put trust in the gospel. You're hearing me say that word, the good news about Jesus, about his 
death, his burial, his resurrection, his perfection that he exemplified on our behalf. Uh, come on, somebody. And all of the benefits that come to those of us who would put trust in Jesus, that gift that he extends for free, that is powerful. And for those of us who have actually trusted the gospel, this is the case because it's been revealed to us. Oh my, I'm getting excited in this building all by myself, by the Spirit of God. And I'm getting ready to teach about that in the coming weeks as well. So you understand the Holy Spirit gives us understanding. And so it reveals that God's desire is to reveal things to us. He is the one, as Daniel says, that uncovers hidden things. This is powerful stuff. And so when you're, when you're hearing me say this, Right. When you're hearing me say this, someone watching this movie saying, well, you know, there are things around me and I've asked God, you know, and I just don't get it right now. There's stuff that I don't understand. Well, here, I got three quick points for you. I want you to grab these. If you're a note taker, I want you to take notes uh, in the comment section. I want you to put them in there just in case somebody misses it. Help them get it. So here we go. Here we go. The, uh, the, the, the fact is, firstly, number one, number one, here it is for you. God chooses to reveal some things in retrospect, right? So there's some things that you get right away. There's some things you ask God and God will reveal it and God will, will bring it to your attention right away. That's happened to me. Has that happened to anybody else who's watching? But then there are other things here, point number one, that God will reveal in retrospect. What does that mean? It means that he'll, re he'll reveal it in hindsight. So when you're going through it, when you're going through it, like I was talking about with the movie, when I remember, forget the first time I watched Slumdog Millionaire, I was just so excited about that movie and there were things that I missed. And then it wasn't until after when I saw certain meanings of certain things that I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. Not only did I miss certain parts, there are certain things that I gained understanding about after I had watched the movie or when I saw something that jogged my memory and it brought clarity to something that has happened in the past. And there are some of you right now, there are things that have happened in your life and if you're like me, you will look back and you'll be like, wow, you know, there are things that I didn't get in the moment but there's stuff that in hindsight, that's why they say hindsight is 2020. There's so many things that we look back over our lives and we get them. We might not get them right now but we get them in retrospect retrospective analysis when we look back and we say oh that is why although we did not get it in the moment there are some of you there are some relationships that ended and you were heartbroken in the moment and you're like God I didn't understand what your plan was I couldn't figure it out in the time I was like man did this happen to have to happen the way that it happened and then you and I because I've been there too when you look back you're like oh that's why that thing didn't work out that's why that did, that relationship didn't work out. There's some of you, you're wondering why is it that that job that I wanted, I mean, I was qualified for the job. Ever been there? Your resume was just mm, tip-top shape. You were the perfect candidate. Come on. And you right there, you, you, you killed the interview. You did an amazing job with the interview. And then when the interview was done, they called you back and they said, no, you can't get this job. They said, no, we picked somebody else. And they might have picked someone that was less qualified qualified and you're like I went to school and I did all of this and look why on earth did I not get the job the interview went well and they even gave me the 
They even gave me the wink and the gun. You'd have to watch Fresh Prince for that one uh, to catch that reference. But they even gave, I mean, it was going good. And you're like, why? And then some of you now, looking back in retrospect, you're like, fam, now I get it. I didn't understand it back then, but now I get it. Because you see that God had a better job for you down the line. Come on, somebody. God opened a door for you that didn't even exist down the line because of his faithfulness. And so sometimes we can't see it in the moment when we're going through the difficulty. When you're going through the sickness, when you're, when you're going through, then you, when you got into that car accident and you're looking in the moment, you're like, man, it didn't make no sense. How on earth can I, could I have, God have allowed me to get into that car accident? You know, it might have been a newer car that you got. And for some of you, God may have allowed that car accident that you experienced or that accident or that challenge, that heart attack, that health issue to slow you down because you were going too fast. And now in retrospect, you look back and you're like, I'm glad. I'm glad that that happened when you couldn't have seen it in the moment because he used it to change your life. And so sometimes God's revelation doesn't happen right now, but it happens in retrospect. Everybody say retrospect. And in our text today, remember I told you to keep your finger uh, in Psalm 37. Uh, and so Psalm 37, David is making this declaration because, you know, he is, this is a time where he's making some exhortation. He's encouraging us right now, thousands and thousands of years later. This is still relevant to us out of his experience. And he says something because this is the thing. In the book of Psalms, David is very transparent. He's very open about what he feels and how he feels about the situations that he was in. And so he made some declarations about looking at other people and what they were experiencing and how they were prospering. But now David gets to his old days, to his older years. And he makes some declarations. And I love it because in verse, uh, verse 23, For the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. This is powerful because David is making it clear. He's not saying that those who follow God will not deal with hardship. He's not saying that those who follow God will not deal with loss or will not have to deal with the ramifications of things like COVID-19. But he's making it clear now after he's looking back with retrospective analysis. He's saying he's learning that, 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 that the steps of the righteous man are ordered. The steps of the person who is walking in the ways of the Lord, they are ordered by God. Come on, this is some powerful stuff. I hear him coming in agreement all the way down thousands of years later, agreeing with the Apostle Paul that says, For we know that all things, come on somebody, work together for good to them who love the Lord and are the call according to this purpose. Even if you can't see it right now, David says... And we learn that the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he may fall, he will not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. Even though someone whose steps are ordered by the Lord might fall. Come on. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Come on, Psalm 23. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Come on. You preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil 
toil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. David declares that in Psalm 23. But he's also making it clear here that even though you may fall, that you are not cast utterly headlong. Why? Because the Lord is holding your hand. How powerful is this? And so he's making it clear that even through difficult times that God is with us. You are in a better position in your sick bed with Jesus holding your hand than the man who's driving a Bentley without the Lord Jesus. Who's talking with me on today? Matter of fact, you are better off in the grave with Jesus on your side. Come on. Because to live is Christ, but to die is gain. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Then you being living on this earth and having all of the riches. Come on, somebody. Without the Lord. I hear the songwriter say, I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Come on. If you would rather have Jesus and you know that you are better off with him in your life, even during this COVID-19 season, I dare you to put those hands together and give him the prize my God I hear the old folks say and he walks with me come on and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own come on and the joy we shared as we tarried there none other has ever known come on and give the Lord some praise right there where you're watching from if you are happy that Jesus is with you and so he goes on and he says look he says in verse 25 and this is where I'm getting at he says I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed or his children begging for bread. My God, this is so powerful. And then he attaches it and says he is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. He is in the position where he is a lender. Watch this. Because he is so generous of an individual. But David makes this declaration in his old age. I'm sure when he was going through difficult times, he couldn't make this declaration as of yet. Come on. You know, when he was facing Goliath, he was not yet positioned to be able to make those declarations. But he was going through difficult times when his son Absalom was trying to hunt him down and trying to impeach him from off of the throne or even when King Saul was trying to put him in a position where he would not allow him to walk into the destiny that God had called him to it must have been difficult during those times when he was making mistakes and jacking stuff up come on with Bathsheba and he ends up losing the son that he has out of sin but the time came where it said he was young but now he is old and he has never seen the right righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread he learned of God's faithfulness he might not have been able to see it in difficult times but in retrospect he was able to look back and make this declaration about the faithfulness of God and I just want to tell somebody I'm not done yet but I want you to get to the place where you realize you and I might not be able to see it right now it might be difficult right now but I dare you to keep on living I dare 
dare you to keep on trusting and believe I believe that the day is coming when you'll be able to look back and declare God is faithful even if you don't see it right now you'll be able to give him the praise and like David declared I was young but now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread you'll be able to testify God is able to heal marriages you'll be able to testify God is able to heal COVID-19 and keep you sane when you locked up in the house with your kids 24-7 come on somebody you'll be able to testify that he is a God that provides for you even when you don't have anything you'll be able to testify you can't see it right now but your situation is a testimony in the making oh my I feel church right here my situation is a testimony in the making my situation is a miracle in the making I dare you to clap those hands and give the Lord praise and faith because I believe it if you believe it that your testimony is forthcoming come on somebody your life is like that loading wheel on the Apple device your life is like that loading wheel and sometimes we look at that loading wheel and we say oh that's the wheel of death some of you have nicknamed it the wheel of death when God is in it that loading wheel means that God is setting you up for something to happen and you might not see it right now but God's computer does not get stuck come on somebody sometimes it's just patience in that loading wheel because he's preparing you for what's to come I hear James chapter 1 verse 2 and onward count it all joy when you enter into trials of various kinds watch this for the trial of your faith works patience and let patience have a perfect work in you why that you may come to a place of maturity and you will be lacking nothing God has some stuff I believe for us that as might be hidden in plain sight and his desire is not for you to be to the place where you are destroyed but he wants to give you a testimony that is irrefutable so that men will be able to know that he indeed is faithful if you believe it right where you are I dare you to open your mouth and clap those hands and give him the glory right where you are come on somebody in the comments but he's faithful he's faithful he's faithful when this stuff happened you know with COVID-19 it's powerful because when God was putting on the heart of my wife and I that we were going to start an e-church and that was one of the things that we declared on Vision Sunday at Serve City even before this happened as it pertained to giving the church the majority of our giving had been moved to online God was talking to us we forecasted this e-church scenario and we were preparing we were investing preparing to purchase cameras and all of this stuff and getting things in order for us to start this e-church and we're like what on earth is this not having a clue that COVID was getting ready to come and this was going to be our primary and exclusive source of being able to galvanize and empower the church we are looking and we are able to see and say look at God God is faithful we didn't get why he was telling us this stuff at the beginning of the year and when we were declaring it for vision Sunday but we had no, and even though we had no clue that this was coming come on somebody the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord when he delights in his way who am I talking to and so although we didn't see it God saw it 
and consequently now in retrospect we're able to see and give him praise for his faithfulness because even though we didn't see it he saw it and he set us up and prepared us for it and there's stuff in your life right now that you don't get why God is telling you to do it and I dare you to be faithful and I dare you to be obedient because he's trying to set you up come on somebody in the comments say it's a setup it's a setup it's a setup it's a setup God chooses to reveal some things in retrospect but not only this I want to go to point number two here it is for you point number two there are some things that God doesn't want us to know at all <laughs> there's some things that God doesn't want us to know at all for, for many of us you have you know you there are things that God will reveal in the in retrospect but there are some things that God doesn't want you to venture into. He doesn't want you to have understanding around it. For some of us, this is very difficult because we will go into things and we will continuously pick at them, especially if it's a situation that bothered you drastically. And we oftentimes will be, become obsessive about it and we'll try to unpack it, unpack it, unpack it. God may have said, no, don't go there. And we still want to sneak our way. Oh, come on, I, can I just tell you, I have been in that position. There were some something heinous that happened in my life and I, I was in a position where I was very deeply affected by this and you know it was in a position where somebody told me they should not tell me about x y and z and what I did is I continued I kept picking and prying and pushing and prodding and it got to the place where eventually this thing blew up in my life and jacked me up and jacked up my mind and I should not have gotten to the place where I pressed and prodded and poked after God said no who remembers a few good men remember that with with uh, Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson is there and Tom Cruise is the lawyer and he is interviewing him and he's trying to get the truth out of him and then it builds up it builds up it builds up and Jack is not answering the question and Tom is getting vexed and he's just getting mad and eventually Tom Cruise yells I want the truth and Jack Nicholson goes you can't handle the truth I know I, that was a horrible Jack Nicholson impression, uh, but nonetheless, he makes it clear he can't handle the truth. And then he goes on and he says, you have the luxury of not knowing what I know. Oh my gosh, what a statement. That's like such a wisdom bomb. But in that moment, he's like, you can't handle the truth. And so he makes it clear that whatever it was, which he goes on to articulate because Tom Cruise kept pressing him, pressing him, pressing him. He goes on and he explains what he meant by that statement. But I think that sometimes even within our lives right now, there are certain things that you and I want to know the whys for that at the end of the day, we've got to just trust God's sovereignty. And if he has not revealed it to us at this point, it might be something that he does not want to reveal to us. Sometimes it's not something that in retrospect in our life that he wants us to get. It's something that he just does not want us to know because we can't handle it because he knows that it's going to jack us up if we were to know now or it would jack us up if we were to know later so there's certain things that we have got to come to grips with that we may never get the answer and it may be hidden in plain sight it might remain that way for the rest of our lifetime there are certain questions that I have that I do not have the answer to as to why but I've been able to come to resolve with certain things. And like I said last week, sometimes you don't get an answer, but you get peace. 
And how many of you know that sometimes peace is even more priceless than the answer that you're looking for? Oh, that's a preach right there, and I wasn't even yelling. Come on, somebody. Sometimes peace is more priceless than an answer. Because God will give you peace when if you knew what the answer was, you might blow your brains out. And so sometimes, instead of going down the path, God's desire, because we can't handle the truth, is for us to go through life having the luxury of not knowing what he knows because this finite human being cannot fathom what he is withholding from us. God is omniscient. He has answers that our brains don't even have the ability to concoct questions for. And so for some of us, we go down endless spirals which lead to depression and which lead to us getting to the place where we end up, some people end up taking their lives instead of saying, you know what? This is my reality. Come on, somebody. I can still thrive. I can still move forward. I can still do great things because the sum total of my life is not just this one area of my life. And although I might not get an answer on this side of heaven as to why why certain things have happened and have not happened in my life I'm going to praise God for his sovereignty and that my steps are ordered and that he can still get glory out of this and I can still be great out of this and I can still make impact out of this I don't know who I'm talking to you can still be impactful while you have that why question in your mind God can still use you to change lives and be a world changer even if you have that why question in your mind all you gotta know is that he is for you come on and if he put you in the earth if he put you in the earth and you are still alive you still have time to be able to do great things before you were formed in the belly he knew you and put you in the earth with a purpose and no sickness no disease no matter what family were born into no matter what he says no to Give him praise for the yeses that are in your life because there's some great things that can ride into the earth through your yes to God. Let him use you for his glory. Come on, somebody. Put those hands together and give the Lord some praise. Some things he just don't want you to know. Some paths he doesn't want you to go down. But then there's a, there's a time coming. I want to tell you this. And this is, this is encouragement for you. You might not know certain things or get understanding for certain things in the earth. And some things you'll get in retrospective analysis in the earth. But there's coming a time for those things that are difficult. That we don't know and that we don't understand on the earth. Stuff that doesn't make sense to us down here. That I'm here to tell you. The Bible makes it clear for those of us who are believers. That there's coming a day when we will have all clarity. Where although there are some things that we don't get and that are hidden and that we miss that are hidden in plain sight. That there's coming a day when there will be complete transparency, clarity and understanding beyond what we're experiencing right now. Look, the Bible makes it clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and it says in the 12th verse, it makes it clear and it says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully. Watch this. Even as I have been fully known. 
my God, there is coming a day that is known as glorification. Come on, everybody say glorification. In fact, in the comments type glorification, glorification. There's coming a day when you and I will be glorified. If you would put trust and faith in Jesus, in the gospel, there's coming a day when you will be glorified. You will be changed in this outer body and this brain and this mind and this sight that you have. Come on, even when God's revealing things to us on this earth, it's still through a glass dimly some things are clear but there are other things that are not so clear because of the confines of our humanity but there is coming a day somebody ought to be excited about it jesus declared in the book of john chapter 14 verse 1 through 3 let not your heart be troubled he says you believe in god believe also in me he says in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would not have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go to prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you unto myself that where i am there you may be also come on somebody that day that's coming that's ahead when although we look in the glass dimly and we read and we study but we still are lacking clarity in certain areas and there's some of you that think you got it all together and think you have an understanding and you're so pompous and arrogant with your understanding of the bible but no matter how scholarly you are no matter where you matriculated and no matter how much knowledge you have in your head right now the fact of the matter is we are still seeing dimly no matter how much prophetic powers you have no matter how much understanding you get and dreams and visions and revelations that you get there are still things that we will not get but there is a day that is coming come on somebody when jesus will return and we will be made new and we will be we will know as we are known the same way that jesus was raised from the dead with a glorious body he was the first fruits the bible says of that which is to come and you and i come on somebody we will have a similar glorious body and an understanding and a mind that is like jesus christ look at the bible bible says in philippians chapter 3 verse 20 but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior the lord jesus christ who will transform our lowly body somebody say my lowly body our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself and so the bible makes it clear that there's coming a day where we will be glorified that's what we get to look forward to and even though we see darkly now there's coming a day where we will have clarity come on jesus is coming back and situations like this season we're in they shouldn't bring us to a place of fear but the bible makes it clear that when we see these things our redemption is drawing nigh come on i'm so glad that i don't have to live on this place forever and i'm not trying to check out of here anytime soon but i wonder if there's anybody that's happy about the fact that soon and very soon we are going to see the king y'all don't know those songs the song says by and by when the morning comes can i have some church all oh, the saints of god will be gathering home we'll tell the story of how we overcome and we'll understand it better by and by all oh, that day
day that's coming we will understand it better by and by from 1,000 years to 10,000 years to a million years we will understand it some of you why did your loved ones die you're gonna understand it better by and by for some of you why why is it that I had that this had to happen and that had to happen there's coming a day where we will know as we are known there's coming a day when we will get clarity and full understanding there's coming a day when we get to see him face to face where we get to be with him from eternity to eternity and we get to worship and bow before his throne we get to worship him in person we get to glorify him in person we get to bless him where the sun won't be our light but the s-o-n will be our light there's coming a day my god and this all will be possible why this is all is possible because over two thousand years ago jesus died for the sins of mankind he lived perfect because you and i could not live perfect and he did so in our place as a substitute for our sins the bible makes it clear that he was punished on our behalf because adam and eve disobeyed god the bible makes it clear that the wages of sin is death and so death i don't have to convince you especially in this season that death is real and that people die death is a result of sin we were never meant to die but because adam and eve went against what god said death now passed on to all mankind but the good news is that jesus lived perfect he took our consequences and like we celebrated on the easter weekend he conquered death and he conquered sin by taking all of it on himself and he rose from death on the third day with all power and now he extends salvation to you and i he extends it to us and all we have to do the bible makes it clear in john 3 16 god so loved the world that he gave his only son in the person of jesus that whoever believes or would put trust and faith in him would not perish but would have everlasting life this is what i'm talking about in the by and by beyond this earth you can have hope beyond this world that covid can't steal from you that no form of sickness or devastation or disease or world war or any of this can steal from you and i if we would put trust and faith in jesus and his eternal promise and so i want to invite you wherever you are wherever you're watching this from come on somebody wherever you're watching this from i want to invite you in this moment to put trust and faith in jesus bible makes it clear in romans 10 and 9 that if you confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord in other words if you ask him to be the boss and the lord of your life and you believe in your heart that indeed that god raised him from the dead then you would be saved you would be saved from having to to go to hell when you die you get to be with jesus forever so you'll die but you won't die <laughs> that's some good news you'll be with jesus forever and all this stuff i've been talking about getting a glorious body and all of this in the future that's stuff we don't talk about as much anymore right but it's important for us and you get it in the future if you would put trust and faith in jesus and most importantly you don't have to wait till you die to get benefits you can start right now some benefits and insurance and all sorts of stuff that you have it's only when you die that your family get but no you can start right now with a relationship with jesus you can 
have a relationship with him for the rest of your life and he'll give you life and that more abundantly and so right now in this moment if that's you and you're like yes i've made that decision i'm responding to the love of god and this good news that you're telling me by putting trust and faith in jesus i want to lead you in a prayer of commitment it's not this prayer that saves it's jesus who saves but this is a prayer of commitment to help you draw a line in the sand. Today you're saying, God, I commit my life to you. You might even be somebody who ran away from God. And today is your day to come back home. It doesn't matter. You might have run away from God, but God has not run away from you. His arms are open wide, ready to receive you into fellowship. And so if that person is you today, I want you to pray this prayer with me right where you are. Repeat it after me and believe it with all your heart. Here we go. And we say, God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins and rising from death with all power. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me now and forevermore. Thank you for doing it. Forgive me of my sins make me new in jesus name amen come on if you made that decision i celebrate with you come on that's the best decision that you have ever made thank you welcome to the family of god and listen now my son noah is getting ready to give you some clear directions as to how you can connect with the church and better connect with jesus and so stay tuned and i can't wait to see you again next week god bless you